This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. As we broadcast live on I Work For Him from Naples, Florida, Martha, the last day of our five-week road trip. Yeah, it's hard to believe. And um, we've had the last couple of days we've been in the state of Florida, able to do some radio, but out and about, um, not in our un- usual stomping ground. From, 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 let's see, from Florida to Atlanta to Cincinnati to Iowa to Minneapolis to Kansas to, to Lubbock to Tucson to Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, Pensacola, and Naples. We've got so many more stories that you're going to hear from this road trip that we'll get to play a little bit later on Mm -hmm. this summer. We're so excited to share what God is doing in the workplaces of the United States of America. But we're back today on location at DeAngelis Diamond Construction in Naples, Florida. If you remember last December we were here, we had some technical difficulties, but we started to highlight the story of what's going on here at DeAngelis Diamond Construction. And we've got back with us, John DeAngelis. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Great to be here. Thanks so much, Jim and Martha. It's really a privilege. We're excited just to have you back. We're excited that you let us back after you know how rough our time was the last time. Talk to me about We're not going to focus on no, that. No, we're not going to focus. We're going to let that go. Well, yeah, yeah, that was too much. We're excited. <laughs> Fine. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm grateful to God. Okay. Talk to me about the last six months since we were here. Wow. Five months ago. How how is the Lord impacting DeAngelis Diamond Construction? What do you see Him doing within your organization? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I uh, just want to thank you again and say happy anniversary to you too. 34 years from your first date. That's I right. understand. That's right. 30. And 33 from your engagement. You got engaged exactly a year after right. you started That's dating. Right. That's incredible. <laughs> well, we're getting ready to celebrate our 22nd anniversary, speaking of, uh, June 6th. So uh, the Lord's done great things over the last 22 years. Praise God. Uh-huh. Um, the last five months since we saw you, um, we've had some really uh, great fruit in our company, not only from a business success standpoint, from really, but really from a um, spiritual development standpoint as well. Um, we have... Uh, uh, have have a team member led Bible study through the books of book of James that has been going on for the last six weeks, and uh, that has uh, gained really much uh, momentum mm. um, in all of our offices in uh, Naples, Sarasota, uh, 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 Birmingham, and Nashville, and uh, and it's really been neat to watch our team members lead this Bible study, uh, and they'll take turns on a weekly basis and. 
it's just been a blessing to me. You know, when we started this company 22 years ago, um, the reason that we started it was so that we could change the the um, the tone of the construction industry. We have this, uh, as you know, maybe reputation in the construction industry to be a certain way. And uh, Dave and I love to build, but we love Jesus even more. And so um, we decided, hey, we're going to create something that was distinctly different uh, than the rest of the industry. So we put together our core values very, very prayerfully and our mission statement, which is to develop authentic relationships that have a positive influence on everyone we meet. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we laced scripture throughout all of our core values. We have seven core values. Faith in God is our first. Integrity is our seventh. And everything in the middle flows out of those two things, the fruit of those two values. So what we've discovered um, over this past 22 years is that um, that our culture of faith, uh, generosity, innovation, collaboration, all of those, all of those uh, uh, attributes are attributes that we see in scripture. And so, um, so we've been able to leverage our influence as business leaders in, in a way that um, has, uh, has uh, borne bore much fruit. Here. So Thank what's God. that look like for you? I mean, what, what does that fruit look like? First of all, let me just ask you a question about the greater industry. Because, yeah, you're right. The construction industry has somewhat of a rough reputation. But as you, I mean, you set out to change that. So how, yeah. how, what kind of fruit have you seen? Yeah. Well, um, it's from, it's a full spectrum, honestly, from the standpoint of team members that have worked for us. Currently, we have, uh, as of Monday, we have 12 people starting on Monday. Uh, as of Monday, we will have 206 team members. Wow. Um, and uh, so from team members to subcontractors to clients, all of them, uh, we have seen fruit in um, in their lives uh, through the interactions of, of working uh, with and for uh, our company. So it's been a blessing to watch that. We've seen people uh, come to Christ. We've seen uh, people adopt kids. We've seen people foster kids. We've seen, uh, we've seen folks that had no idea about faith uh, get, get really thirsty for what, mm-hmm. what God has mm-hmm. for them and uh, start asking questions. And I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, just I've had someone sitting in my office and they're just, just talking to me about an issue, a problem with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a wife or a child or whatever. And, and we're able to talk uh, about what God's word says about it. And, uh, and man, it's been incredible to see how God has used that for mm-hmm. his glory. So, so is this a business or is this a ministry or maybe is this a business tree? Business tree. I love that term. Uh, it is definitely a business tree. The reason we started this company was for ministry, um, to do, to do business in ministry. Um, so we, um, were very intentional. We found our company on two scriptures, which you'll see all over our printed publications and walls and everything we talk about in every meeting. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. And, uh, Ephesians three twenty twenty one. for now unto him was able to do immeasurably more than all you ask or even imagine according to his power. There's a work within you mm-hmm. to him, be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, you know, we started this company six, uh, 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 six months in, we uh, had had already been surprised at what God had done. Three years in, we had exceeded our 10-year goals. And now, mm-hmm. I say this all the time, God would have been as faithful if we had gone out of business after three months, but that wasn't his plan. His plan was that we were, would, were to grow and increase our influence in our territory for his glory. 
And uh, it's been really an incredible ride, an incredible journey to watch. Um, and I would just love to say for the business owners and, and, the, and uh, the employees alike that, that listen to your show, Jim and Martha, um, there is real opportunity in the business world to, to make a, a lasting, significant impact in the lives of the people that you interact with. And uh, I know Mike uh, is, is helping us build a leadership institute right now, D'Angelo Steinman Leadership Institute uh, from the giant worldwide side. And we have a DD Academy already, but, but this Leadership Institute is really going to be founded and rooted in, um, in biblical principles as everything is that we do uh, with our values. But, um, but in, if I had just one piece of advice for some folks out there, if you're business owners and you want to make an impact and make a difference in the lives of the people that you're working with, the one thing uh, you have to remember is that your live and your belief have to match all the time. And Mike talks about this. Mm-hmm. Um, your beliefs and your behavior, your, your convictions and your actions, if they're not in alignment, people are going to see through it immediately. You have to be authentic in everything that you do. Um, it's the only way you're going to have influence. If either of, if your character suffers in any way, in any of the spheres of influence that you're in, you're going to lose influence in that, in that circle of influence. We're talking today with John DeAngelis right here from DeAngelis Diamond Construction in Naples, Florida. They do construction across a commercial construction across the country. John DeAngelis, last question for you. You've got a reputation. The commercial construction industry across the country has some major players. How often do you get approached by some of those major players to say, John, what's different about you guys? Yeah. Um, well, you know, sometimes they do that in a, that's happened, uh, on occasion. Sometimes it is in a, um, a gracious, uh, curious way, and sometimes it's in more of a derogatory way, frankly. Uh, one of our competitors uh, always refers to us as the God Squad, which, uh, hey, I'm good with that, honestly. I'm, I'm fine with that. But um, but you, I think you may not be surprised, but, but uh, many people might be surprised at just, just how many believers are in the construction industry mm-hmm. and um, really are using their ministry um, for kingdom purposes uh, mm-hmm. for their businesses for, for ministry and kingdom purposes. And I know that you have, you've interacted with, with quite a few of them, Jim, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we do have uh, those that are old school contractors that look upon us and say, what in the world we'll go to career fairs and, uh, you know, have our core values there. And, and we tend to attract, uh, you know, the folks that, that are believers, but, but you know what the reality is, um, the non-believers appreciate the fact that the people at the top answer to somebody, and and that's a big deal to them. Whether they believe anything mm-hmm. or not, they want to know that the people at the top of the org chart do answer to someone. John D'Angelo, thanks for letting us be back on location, and thanks for sharing a little bit of your story today. My pleasure. Really God bless you guys. Thanks we, for your ministry. Martha and I are on location in Naples, Florida. That's right. We're on location in the conference room, the orange conference room at D'Angelo's Diamond Construction, and we're brought here. All this was arranged by Mike Opadal from Giant Worldwide. Mike Opadal, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks, Jim, and Martha, it's so good to see you guys again, and like John said, on the 34th day of the first time you guys met and went on a date. 34th year, year. excuse me, yeah. the day you met. Right. I'd yeah. like to be 19 Does again. it still feel like it's only been 34 days? That's the, that's how you know that the marriage is going well. Huh? Oh, it's going just fine. Oh, Somewhere just going. between 34 days and 34 years. That's right. It's, it's going yeah. fantastic. All right, Mike Opadal, talk to us about, give us an update about what's going on with you and Giant Worldwide the last six months. Give us an update. 
Yeah, thanks, guys. I mean, I think since uh, the, one of the rules in Giant is constant change, I suppose. Um, it's like, I suppose it's a rule in business in general. But it's been a crazy whirlwind. I think the thing that's probably most relevant to you guys is we're just doubling down on just this idea of, it was actually a word I received in February, truthfully, where it was like, if it's not for everyone, it's not good news. Hmm. That was kind of this word that I received. And so it <laughs> was actually a great a, word. It was a big word. And it wasn't one of those ones you hear and move on from. It's, I've been wrestling with it since February. And uh, so what's changed it really with Giant, and I give you know uh, my business partners and founders, Jeremy and Steve, all the credit is that we're doubling down and saying, hey, we're going to open up liberation and this idea of freedom through the marketplace to everyone in the world. Um, we never intended it for it to be exclusive at all. But there's this kind of thought sometimes of, hey, you have to be at a certain level of leadership or status or something like that to receive. And it's like, no, 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 this good news is for everyone. So that's actually the, the business model is now we still do the, the deep consulting and strategic stuff. But we're also going to open source liberation as an idea so that we can actually get into the places like Kenya, Jerusalem and China where we're actually breaking into right now. Mm-hmm. Just you say Jerusalem, and, and I got to tell you, I don't know if you guys listened to the president's speech last night about the Jerusalem Assembly or, or the assembly, the embassy, embassy. Jerusalem Embassy. Did you guys? Did you I missed watch it. it? Huh. All right, he talked about how the fact that they, you know, they, they we're pretty sure that, he was off script. I mean, by but that this point, was but, but it was but a it was total so commercial, good. it was a total commercial construction uh, speech. John DeAngelis, did you catch that last night? You didn't catch that last night? Oh, guys, you got to listen to this. So they had approved to move the uh, embassy to Jerusalem. You know, you, that was right. a big announcement. Right. And somebody came to us and said, okay, hey, we, 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 here's our budget. Sign off on this. It's going to cost a billion dollars in about 15 or 20 years to get the embassy built. And, and President Trump's going like, what? A billion dollars? He actually dollars. said he had Donald signed and stopped said, and crossed it all out to make sure it could never be used. And he said, oh, no, not on my watch. And he, apparently we've already owned a piece of property that was already prime real estate set back from the road. And they're opening it up next week. And on a budget of $300,000. Instead See, of so billions. Talk about great things going on in Jerusalem. Commercial construction right there. We, saved a, we saved a billion So it might have hurt the industry anyway, a little so bit. So going back to Giant Worldwide. Good for our tax <laughs> dollars. Giant Worldwide things. That was just hilarious last night. Listen, we'll talk about that. All right. Talk to me about our, our, what, what the Lord is next to you. You mentioned uh, Leadership Academy. Mm-hmm. What was that going to be about? Yeah, so it's funny. I was actually going to highlight this when you were talking to John. But um, one of the things I think that, you know, when you think about a company like John DeAngelis and you think about DeAngelis Diamond in construction, would you think of like that's the place I really want to go for significant career advancement and to be invested and poured into and basically apprenticed or, you know, discipled in so many ways? You wouldn't necessarily think. But what I've seen John do is he says, hey, we're actually going to go after our people and say we're going to create an environment where you're going to thrive. So from the day you get here, we're going to have a very intentional academy where you can be invested in and level up mm-hmm. all the way from the day you come in in orientation all the way through to like significant. You talk about that one-to-one intentional mm-hmm. discipleship and apprenticeship over the years. And so we're just trying to help companies like DeAngelis Diamond say, hey, who really want to have hearts torn towards their employees? How do you invest in them and truly disciple them through their work experience? My big thing is I want people to actually – you spend so much of your, working, your, your life when you grow up working – Yes. Like, how do you make that actually a place that has good news and people thrive versus just come for the paycheck or come to die? Mm-hmm. It was what it was supposed to be. Yep. I mean, work was meant to be designed. I mean, it was designed by God. It was supposed to be a good thing. Amen. And it was supposed to bring fulfillment to, to Adam and Eve in the garden. Yep. So this whole cultivation yep. thing. All right. Hey, we're on location at DeAngelis Diamond Construction in Naples, Florida. And we're talking with Mike Opadal from Giant Worldwide. And last time we had Mike on the air, they said, next time we come back, let's highlight some of the other things going on in the community. 
Talk to us about the surprise you have for us for our show today. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. So that's a perfect tee-up. Uh, surprise, surprise, Jim. Uh, that he's good at that. Um, so I'm here with a friend, Russ Johnson. And, and really, guys, I think the most important thing I'd say is, and John talked about authenticity and consistency. Mm-hmm. That word is so important, guys. Most leaders we work with, I'm just being honest, is data. No judgment in this. People see them on boards. They see them in the executive room. They see them doing philanthropy, and they go, that person's great. But then you ask their spouse or their kids about them, and they go, ugh. And so we're going, huh, wait a minute. Um, Your influence is completely eroded when people experience you one way in the boardroom and a whole other way when you get home Mm -hmm. and sit around your dinner table. Mm -hmm. So um, we've got a guy here named Russ who's actually got a thing, the table network. So as my family and I just started building a house here in Southwest Florida, we're from New Mexico um, by way of memory, and ah. we were literally Abrahamically called down to Southwest Florida. Well, we just p- decided to put down roots, which is a big deal for my family. Mm-hmm. So I said, our Lord, if I'm going to get my head in the game on being a community guy in, on South, in Southwest Florida, I need a tribe. And so he brought a guy named Russ Johnson who said, hey, what does it look like for you to gather people in an intentional way around the table to talk about freedom and family? But also, how do you move that into holistic living? So at, we gather together as neighbors and you know people who love on one another, the one command we were given, <laughs> this, this command I give you, you should love one another as I loved you. So we do that, and then we actually go out. So it's no, it's no longer just a, hey, one-time event. It's like, no, no, as we go, we're going to pour into each other around the table, and we're actually going to take that into everything we do. So, of course, that would go all the way into the work that we do Monday through Friday. So This whole life discipleship. Russ Johnson, welcome to I Work For Him. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're excited to hear more about the Table Network. But, I, you know, as we shared a little bit off the air, you said that you had a pretty neat testimony on how you came to the Lord. Tell us about that. How, how did you become a follower of Jesus? Yeah, I, uh, so I grew up in the Tampa Bay area. Um, I did not grow up as a part of any church or church family. The few encounters I had, I would say when I was young, left me with a, just a lack of interest. Hmm. Tried a number of things uh, in life to arrive. None of them worked out. Went to Marines right out of high school, wound up hurt. That didn't work out either. And through just some various circumstances, finally landed on the high school sweetheart as my only hope to like get on some path of uh, success in this world, I guess you could say. And by God's grace, she's my wife today. We've been married for 20 years. Congratulations. But um, yeah, we, we started out pretty young. We were about 20 years old and through some various circumstances, wound up working for a freight company in Tampa. And before long, married, baby on the way, you know, the whole story. And there was a guy there named Tommy Tiller who looked like Mike Tyson. I thought he was Mike Tyson when I first saw him. Uh I actually made a little joke to him about, you know, things must be really bad, Mike, that you're out here working with us. And, uh, but he didn't have the bite mark in his ear, though. So that He didn't have the bite away. mark, and he also gave me a look that made me go, I probably shouldn't joke around with him like this. <laughs> but the long and short there is uh, Tommy lived in a way that was unlike anybody I'd ever seen or known. There was a, a work ethic and yet a, a grace about him that you just you, you couldn't help but notice. Mm. It's a pretty rough work environment. Um, I'd say everybody there, like myself, probably got into a lot of trouble growing up and still running around a lot of mischief, I guess, in one way or another. And yet here stands this guy that would respond differently to every to every job. Where someone would freak out, Tommy would say, hey, thank God I have a job. Let me get after it. And so eventually I found myself watching. And the long story short there is uh, I watched him react to a situation that he handled opposite of how I grew up handling things. 
And it was enough for me to just kind of pull him to the side and go, dude, what is it? Mm-hmm. And he proceeded with uh, the good news that he had found in Jesus and who Jesus says he is and the contentment and the peace and the joy that he had in his life. And then he proceeded to share a little bit about how he sees a lot of uh, what, what I, I guess you could say I'm wrestling with from his own backstory. And that just led to, you know, wanting to hear more. I went home and told my my wife uh, that evening that I'd met Jesus. He looks like Mike Tyson. He lives in Tampa. <laughs> Doug got this little Gideon Bible, New Testament Psalm that you receive when you go into service. Mm-hmm. They give you one the day you arrive. And I kept it. And so I dug this out of a, a trunk and I took it to work the next night. And I'm like, what is this? What do I do? He gave me a verse and I looked it up, put it back in my pocket and we would unload freight. And we would talk about what that meant and what that looked like. And that would lead to the next question and then the next verse. And that would lead to uh break time together talking about the things of Jesus and then him pulling other guys in. And before long, we were all being discipled around this table and then going home. I'm naturally just passing this news on to, to my wife, to my mother-in-law, to my brother-in-law, to my parents, to, to my brothers. And we've seen all of these people over the years come to know Jesus. Wow. And, and you stay uh, in touch with Mike or Tommy. Mike is right there. How about Tommy Tiller? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I, I actually have not seen or spoken to Tommy since uh, uh, 1998. we got to find him. I know. That's a show we need to do right there. We got, that's a good, I love that story. A workplace testimony on the loading dock. Yeah, ma'am. And it's impacted your entire family and your extended family. All those people come to know Christ now? Yeah. In 20 years of ministry and planting churches and the table network and all these things have all come out of what I experienced on the on a freight dock. dock. On a freight dock. And we come back from Naples, Florida at the headquarters of DeAngelis Diamond Construction here. The last day of our five-week road trip. Yeah, it is. And, and what a highlight and what a great way to end our road trip, Jim, to be here in Naples and to be hearing these stories. And I um, just want to reemphasize what Russ was just saying is the fact that somebody in his workplace just exuding grace in the midst of, I mean, this was not some small little timid guy. I mean, he, Mm -hmm. you know, in a, in a kind of rough environment, but, um, intrigued you enough by the way he handled tough situations that you, you ended up that you were seeing Jesus in him. You just didn't know what it was. Mm, And he shared that with you. And, um, I want our listeners to just really grasp that Jim and just to understand that it was the behavior. It was the behavior and the way he responded to situations in his workplace that, that um, ended up leading a lot of family and friends and and uh, somebody who's you know sharing Jesus all over all the time. Right, yeah. Mike Opadal, you started all this. You got you got Russ Johnson in the studio today. Talk to us, Mike Opadal, about Giant Worldwide, mm-hmm. because this is an organization that many who are listening can get involved with. How you know, talk about your passion for feeding in the lives of business people across the country? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I think just to Martha, that point you made was so beautiful. I've seen I've seen very few people uh, be transformed or come to know Jesus by being told a bunch of things to do or listen mm-hmm. to a bunch of rules. I've seen tons of folks come to Jesus by being loved on. Mm-hmm. So you literally usher people in by loving on them and just showing them that grace in the workplace is just amazing. So Jim, I think the reality is, Giant Worldwide was it was always intended to be a platform. It's nothing else. It's a vehicle um, for for men and women who want to live out. Uh, healing, casting out, and raising up, and just doing that in the marketplace. So the the fact is we have a desire to see peep anyone, wherever they're at, right? So the good news is for everyone, 
just really uh, lean into what does it mean to be freed? How does it, how do you become transformed, renewed in your mind? So that Romans 12 too. Mm-hmm. So how do you be, uh, tra- you know, con- uh, changed and transformed in your mind by renewing it? And then how do you give yourself away to other people? Mm-hmm. So we, we use this simple idea of That's a powerful word. 100 X is what we use. So 100 is renewing your mind, getting as close and as healthy and, uh, as you can to a hundred percent, which by the way is a journey of dying not striving. <laughs> it's important. So it's surrender and death, which mm-hmm. leads to hundred percent health. And then we want people to use the X it's multiply. So go and give yourself away to other people. The way Jesus laid down his life, you do the same thing. You lay it, you lay it down for others. So again, Jim, there's just so many people out there to your guys' points of you have a business. Um, a guy years ago told me, he goes, I was thinking about quitting, you know, the marketplace and going into full-time ministry, which is funny because they're all the same thing, but I didn't know that at the time. I thought you kind of had to do one or the other. That's right. Right. Jim is what we're trying to help people understand. Absolutely. So he told me, he goes, look at the payroll you guys run in your business. He goes, there's your ministry. Mm -hmm. I said, wow, Mm -hmm. I had never thought of that. So just give yourself away to the people that God's already put in front of you that he's given you stewardship over. Give yourself away to them, and again, you'll love them, and they'll be ushered in through your love. Well, as John DeAngelo said at the beginning of the show today, 206 employees starting as of Monday, and the impact on he didn't, countless vendors, customers, tradesmen, whatever you want to call them, but the impact on, and they're in commercial construction, so they're touching uh, city officials, and they're mm-hmm. talking development people, and they're talking you know, all of these different pieces of the county. That's a big influence. So... I told you, hey, carte blanche, whatever you want to do, we're coming back on May 11th. And and you said, I got just the guy I want to bring on the air with me. Why Russ Johnson with table with the Table Network? Yeah, that's a great question, Jim. And I would just, again, reiterate something you said about John. I, I was here about a month ago, and he introduced me to a guy from Birmingham who was down here because he met John at a conference, saw what they were doing at D'Angelo's Diamond, and said, I need what you have. And he came and mm-hmm. spent a day with John learning from him about what he's done for his people. So to your point, like wherever you go, there's a way for people to see what you're doing and be attracted to that. So when you talk about Russ, uh, really what it was, Jim, is me getting my head in the game around, I'm already doing stuff globally with Giant. So Jerusalem, Kenya, China, you know, all over the UK and Europe. But I'm going, how do I make sure that I'm living out my impact on my, literally my neighbor? So, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. We all know that what that word actually means, but it's like, no, there's actually neighbors who I see every single day. How do I do that really well? Yeah, and most so, people don't even know the names of all their neighbors. Amen. So my whole thing was this, how do I just love my neighbors? Well, I, what I didn't want is to try to start something new because there are uh, the body for me is a bunch of folks who actually bear one another's burdens and they actually serve and love one another to help them mm-hmm. serve their love and their, their neighbors. Right? So it's not, I don't want to try to start something or plant something. I said, what would it look like for me to just start to gather and do it? And so I was actually praying and asking the Lord, will you bring me a tribe? of folks that could show me how to do this well. And so Russ so happened, as a matter of fact, a very small world. Russ came down here because um, John DeAndres is, is an elder at Summit Church uh, up in um, Estero, Fort Myers, I guess, uh, and, and Naples and a couple other places. But they brought Russ down here to, to talk about simple church planning. And so uh, Russ can tell you his own story, his own testimony. But what I saw Russ was doing is he said, I'm going to give people and just start gathering people around the table mm-hmm. and just talking about freedom and family and showing them what it means to really just surrender and true die to freedom. each other. No, true no, freedom. We're not talking about American freedom. We're talking about true freedom. No, no, no. We're Christ. talking about the eternal freedom. We're mm-hmm. not talking about, yeah, just this idea. It's like, no, no, actually truly freeing people from uh, you know, the sin and death that they were once in. 
and then just loving on them. So no judgment, it's just love. And so he started basically gathering people and going, Hey, how do we do this in a healthy way? And so I said, Hey, can I start meeting with you and learn from you what you've done with the network? Because what you'll see is this thing grows so fast and organically, not through striving, but through dying, if that makes sense. Sure. Mm -hmm. So he's going, Hey, if I just meet with my neighbors and I love on them, then they'll just want to do that with their neighbors and it'll just happen naturally. And the cool thing about Russ I love is that he's like, dude, I, I don't want anyone to even the name. Don't worry about using the name. Don't worry about, he's not trying to make it his thing. It's like, I just want to love people and serve them and give them a chance to be at the table for freedom and family. Well, Russ Johnson, it's not really your thing anyway, because if it's going to be really successful, it's God, it, God's behind the whole deal. Amen. But oh, we're still sure. going to get the website, <laughs> thetablenetwork.com, thetablenetwork.com. Tell us, what is it all about? Yeah, I would say um, at the start of it, I'm coming out of a ministry place in Chicago. So pastor at Missio Day, Chicago, if you might be familiar with that, a church that's in the city there that was multiplying we were starting a number of missional communities. These missional communities were multiplying into new church families, et cetera. And just taking like what I was experiencing there and starting to be able to train and track with other churches that were kind of longing for something similar. And in this process, I kept finding a couple of things. Uh, number one, for, for many people, the gospel wasn't good news. So when you would go to talk with them about it, they would they would reference, yeah, yeah, Christianity, gospel, I think that's something to do with Jesus apparently died for us, but then sort of ended that with, and you need to get your act together, and here's how. Hmm. So it's almost like here's this, this radical good news about a God that has set you free from the tyranny of performance and success and self and posturing and all these things, and says, I love you just as you are, and invites you into this this table fellowship with himself. And he's going to work out a number of these things, right? That we're all struggling with, you know, in and through us. But somehow that, that news got turned into advice for a number of people. And then along the way, finding that for most people, they were uninterested in attending a church service of any kind. So here I am involved, highly involved in church planting and, and pastoring and, and, and just a number of different denominations and networks that are working on just how to get uber creative with all the things that we're doing. But then finding that 70% of the people statistically, no matter what you do, like just, there's no interest in coming. We're talking with Russ Johnson about the Table Network. We're going to hear lots more about it, but I want you to check it out online, thetablenetwork.com, thetablenetwork.com. So you were wrestling with this, seeing that there was a, a need. People just need to know the good news, but yet they... They had a lot of um, stereotypical, um, maybe some walls that had built up in their lives yes. and a resistance to going to church. So what did you do with that? Yeah. So just looking at that, I naturally continue to high five and serve churches that do have, you know, Sunday services. Amen. We're, we're, we're 100 percent for however you want to go about gathering and sharing good news. But we just decided to go ahead and try to focus on on empowering people with a message of freedom and a simple medium of family. Think of the ancient minimalist way of Jesus uh, to, to be able to bring good news to people where they are in our everyday lives, the workplace, the neighborhood, the ballpark, right, wherever you're at. And then in these relationships, just to invite them to, to something as simple as dinner or, or brunch right over the weekend or whatever it needs to be. And, and seeing this place created at a table where all people are welcome. Um, one of, one of the things that we often refer to is just this idea of, of a place of grace and belonging mm. on every street. Mm. So if you can just think of a table on every street and I'm talking a table at the park, at the pub, at the workplace, um, your you backyard, your front pub. yard, you're talking about ministry at the pub. Come yeah, on. Man. Is that even possible? 
I would say it's possible. You're saying yeah. ministry over a beer? It's oh come on. There's there's sinners there. You can't go there. <laughs> can't can't okay. possibly go into these places. There's no way. I know that Jesus was referred to someone who was a drunk because he was gathering with people and enjoying a good glass of wine. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, just taking a look at all the different places where we're at. Mm-hmm. And starting to to look around and just see the simplicity of the table and being reminded with every table that one, this points us to this to the message. It points us to the reality that that God is the only one in the world that that literally died to set a table before his enemies and invite them to come and dine. Wow. So everywhere you go, you see a table. You're reminded of this 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 reckless message of God's grace, right? That's been extended to everyone. But with that, you're also looking at a place where you can simply gather people, other coworkers, years ago. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as that, where people can begin to press in and learn more about this good news. You know, one of the ways I like to talk about it is we're going to help you live in freedom. We're going to help you walk in love. And we're going to help you invite others to the table Jesus prepared. So this just is, keep it that simple. This is not something you're just doing in Fort Myers. This is something that's all mm-hmm. going on all over the country already, right? Yes. I mean, is this like setting up a, is this like a small church movement? I would say yes. Uh, within that, I mean, however we do church have, movement, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one to nail down. Um, we get Ooh, asked that like question that. a lot. We had a, a recent blog post that just came out about that because we have large churches with multiple services that have come into the table network. And I think the shift that's happened for them is they used to see the services and all the things that they did is like, this is the cake. And then maybe like the icing as people go live this. <laughs> and now they're going, no, no, no. The cake is all of our people are living as missionaries where they live, work and play. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing the good news of Jesus and they're gathering people around the simplicity of a table and they're seeing disciples made right where they're at. And then this gathering that we do, that's now the icing on the cake where we all get to come together and celebrate. And so it sort of shifted a focus from being um, the doer of all things to the equipper of all people. So that's been like a shift for a lot of pastors. So, but I, I would say it's a, just think movement of uh, everyday people around the simplicity of a table, good news, freedom, family being found, pe- being enjoyed and extended to others. And these church families take on a variety of expressions from ones that literally meet in a workplace to a home, to a pub, to something as big as two services on Sunday. Martha and I are on location in Naples, Florida, at the headquarters of DeAngelis Diamond Construction. Boy, I'd love for you to check them out online. You know, if there's ever a business that you could learn a lot from, DeAngelisDiamond.com, I believe it is, DeAngelisDiamond.com. Check them out. Learn more about them. And, and if you run in a business and you, maybe you're in commercial construction, you're like, how could I ever bring God into the center of my commercial construction or maybe my commercial development company? Wow. These guys will tell you how to get it done. All right, we've got Mike Opadal in here from Giant Worldwide, giantworldwide.com. He's brought in Russ Johnson from the Table Network. Martha, I'm going to let you ask the first question because you had one just, just you couldn't wait to say. Well, yeah, because Russ, you've done a great job of setting up exactly this whole um, desire for something to happen in someone's street, to to share the gospel, to share the freedom that we get in Christ and, mm. um, the, and, and doing that around family. And you had, you know, you... But I want to, I'm the kind of person that's like, what does this look like? What, right. I mean, cause you can't, you know, you're not just sitting at home going, well, I hope that there's somebody else I can tell about this. You um, have different people that you help to take this same vision onto their street. Yeah. Tell us who those people are. Yes. We, so we have a number of leaders 
um, spread out across the country, and we mm-hmm. have some key leaders in different parts of, I would say, the country, say Northeast, Midwest, Pacific Northwest, Southwest. Um, I'm down here. Just in a sense to come alongside of people to help them, A, live as everyday missionaries. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the best way to explain it. See yourself as an everyday missionary who gets to bring the good news of Jesus to those that you love. Mm. And then seeing the table as a simple place where you can gather people to press into that, to learn more about Jesus and what it means to know him and walk with him mm-hmm. to the extent that they get to go do the same. And I would say we have three different people that come to us you know, in, in light of this. You have the everyday person um, from the stay at home mom to someone who owns a company, right? Um, better yet, here's my favorite story. We actually have a um, a sixth grade girl that's been equipped in this, that's starting a table in her lunchroom. Fabulous. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite stories right now, but it's everyday people that are just in a sense, wanting to do what I just mentioned, mm-hmm. wanting to walk in freedom, right? Walk in love and see disciples made around the table. And then with that, you have people that also want to start a business. Mm-hmm. They're just seeing that as, as an avenue in which they could go about building relationships and gaining sustainability and literally seeing people come to the table of Jesus within that. So Intrepid is a ministry within the Table Network um, where we're, we're training people right now to go run in that. And then lastly, the, I would say that third audience would be pastors, church leaders that are saying, hey, we've got this church over here and a number of people and we love Jesus and we're really just trying to reach out to those that won't come. How do we do that? Mm. And so we'd love to partner with them and help them really think through how to help their people do those things that I just mentioned. Really quick, oh, really quick, Russ Johnson with The Table Network. If somebody goes out to your website, thetablenetwork.com, what are they going to find? They're going to find uh, a little bit of, you know, just some information about who we are, what we do, why we do it, how we do it. They're going to find access to getting a workshop started in their area, if that's something they'd like to do. Uh, one of our main trainings is a cohort, which is a, is a great way that we have found to train people and equip them to go run in all of this from A to Z living right where they're living, being able to use just a variety of online platforms to accomplish this. They're going to find um, some resources. We've got a podcast called The Slowdown Podcast that's come out that's just been gaining a lot of traction. Uh, Great conversation on there and a lot of equipping around what we're talking about right now. And then even our new book, which is called uh, slow down. <laughs> I like awesome. that. Mike Opadal, you and you, you personally, you're, you're building the house. You said you're building the house. Yep. So you're involved with the table network. It's about ready to get some real legs on it right here in the Naples, Fort Myers area. How does that look for you and your bride as you put this into, into action as you uh, move into your new home? Uh, that's a great question, Jim. I think for me, it was looking at, we're moving into this house. We're going to have a new neighborhood, a new chance to kind of meet new neighbors, people who are bo- building and moving in and said, how do we truly live out that light and that grace you talked about, Martha, uh, that we saw, you know, in Russ's story, mm-hmm. how do we do that? Well, we just literally, I said, I see it as a beachhead. We're establishing a beachhead in this one, co- literally a neighborhood called the place. Hilarious. We're saying we're going to be at the place and we're going to not just say, Hey, we're nice to your neighbors. Here's some cookies. We're going to go, we actually gather in our home on a, this regular basis where it's not overly structured or overly uh, religious looking from the outside. It's just, we're going to invite you into our home and truly extend our lives to you. Our resources, our kids, our family are like truly do that so that people can see the kingdom. They can see the King and then go, Hey, we want some of that. So again, my, the idea would be we'd gather families together in our home and we continue to do that until it's too many people. And then we'd 
hopefully equip them to go and do the same thing on their street. So the home mm-hmm. that you're building, did you design it intentionally for gathering? <laughs> I was thinking the same it's thing. It's a great uh, – <laughs> so we actually – if you guys know, there's a very small home builder called Lennar. I think they're the biggest in the country now. So no, it's very cookie cutter, but we picked the model that has the best space for gathering. That's the thing we're most yeah. excited about. It was all about the space for gathering. It had nothing to do with number of rooms or amenities. It was right. like we have a perfect place to gather people now in our home. Yes. Mm. All right, so you are the one that wanted Russ Johnson be on the air today. Now I can see the table network is extremely mm-hmm. exciting. What's one question I didn't ask Russ Johnson that I should have that you wanted to make sure I got asked today? Ooh, good one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I actually think it's a lot of it has been said, if okay. I want to share I think the, the reality is um, just wanting people to know this. So if, if how can I frame this as a question? Russ, what would you say to a listener who ha- is right now there's a burning desire in their heart to really love God and love their neighbors well, and they're just sitting there going, now what do I do? What would you say to that person? I would say that if they love Jesus, as you just said, then their life is hidden in Jesus. And since Jesus is the one who's pretty involved in this world and loving people and discipling people into his kingdom, um, you can grab onto Matthew 28, 19, and 20 and know that you've been invited into this. You have all that you need in him. He goes before you, with you, right? Um, he's going to be there after you. He assures us of that right there in that very text. And so if you're looking for a tribe of people that would love to get in your corner and fully equip you with all the things that you need, the tools, the training, um, so that you're not alone and really equipped to go walk that out, that's us. Hmm. So wherever you are, um, I can promise you we have plenty of people that will make time to journey with you in that and make sure you have everything you need. How many cities are you in, Russ? That I honestly don't even know. Um, lots. We're in, Just lots of cities. Okay. Yeah, we're almost in all, I think right now we're almost in every major city in the country. Lots of smaller cities, towns in between, um, all the way to, to, to the rural places, which yeah. I love. And I think we're seeing something happen. One of the things I love about our training is that it's so, I call it the timeless functions and the timeless framework that we find in the life of Jesus. You can literally take it into any context any age group it's because again it just comes right from the scriptures Mm -hmm. so instead of looking at the things that were working and weren't working i just said you know what are the what are the principles and practices that we actually see in the life of jesus in the new testament church if we can grab onto these and equip people to not just run in them but equip them to transfer them to other people it just just keeps right on going that equipping is such a huge word and and if if the table network can help people be better equipped to live out their faith in all of their lives that's fantastic mike opadal as you are have been involved in the table network how is that impacting your influence in the marketplace yeah um i think the other thing talking about the timeless practices of jesus it's so funny and it, it wouldn't surprise you at all to hear that in giant worldwide we're literally all we're doing is using secular business language that's scripture that's put in that language that everyone can eat and use and saying, Hey, you just have to live and lead and be a leader like the King was right Mm now. The thing is we are all in Jesus have been reconciled to him. Some people just don't know it yet, but we're basically giving the same truths and freedom to any leader, secular faith, unfaith, whatever they believe in, but going, here's just some simple truth. And it works because it's the timeless principles of Jesus. So it's funny because whether you're doing it with your neighbors on your street or you want to do it inside your entire business, Mm -hmm. it's simply using things that have been around for 2000 years and doing them in a a way that that shows people love. So we heard this terms when we were in Cincinnati. So you've got a, you've got a plain glass uh, that you, a presentation within giant worldwide. Do people ever ask you for the stained glass version for, Hey, tell us where this stuff comes from. Do they ever come back and say, this stuff's amazing, but where's it come from all the time? 
Mm. So the reality is people, and I've had people, uh, honestly, some religious people come and go, do you feel like you're dishonest and disingenuous? It's like a bait and switch. I'm like, no, 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 none of our customers have ever said that because the reality is we're just, we're actually serving and equipping them. They're actually getting results in their leaders and their bottom line. Right. Well, that's, that's our heart for them. When they see how much we love them, they go, this is weird. What is this? Why would you care so much for me? You're supposed to just be a client, just a dollar sign to you. We're going, no way. Our literally one metric of success is freedom. It's liberation. Yeah. Money, clients, everything else we don't care about. So when they see that heart lived out authentically, they go, where is this coming from? We go, there's this guy named Jesus who actually taught us everything we know. And we, we literally give all of the credit and all we show step-by-step step how everything came from Jesus. And they go, wow. So whether they, again... To someone said earlier, probably John, it was like, listen, they don't mind the fact that we are responsible to somebody and that, that is actually for them. People don't realize that whether you have faith or you're unfaith, God is so for you. So mm -hmm. he died for all, not for just us who believe he's our king. So the reality is when they see that we're accountable to that guy, they go, this is so refreshing and they want it regardless of if they believe that he's their king or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's really just the kingdom. I mean, you're, you're just living and breathing the kingdom out in everything that you do. Yeah, what a great conversation. I want to make sure you guys get in touch with all these organizations. Russ Johnson with the Table Network. Thanks so much for being an iWork brand. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. TheTableNetwork.com, TheTableNetwork.com. Mike Opadal, people want to get a hold of you, Giant Worldwide, but how do they contact you specifically? That's a, I think you do go to the GiantWorldwide.com and just say, hey, I need some help. <laughs> I just need help. <laughs> GiantWorldwide.com. And thanks to John DeAngelis for letting us be hosted right yeah, here. DeAngelis Diamond Construction right here in Naples, Florida. Martha, again, the end of our road trip. Praise God, we made it to the end. You've been listening to I Work Room with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but also 